Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mum and Mama podcast, brought to you as always by the lovely Golding Accountancy, wearegolding.com. How are you? I hope you are good. This week, I actually recorded this episode a little while ago, I was hoping to get a few more stories to share, but unfortunately that hasn't really happened for one reason or another. But when, obviously the news broke about them banning abortion in some states in America, I, as many women and men, were very angered by this, and I felt the need to kind of share my story about my abortion, my choice of having a termination of a pregnancy that I did not want to carry through. And I know so many people who, for whatever reason, have not chosen to become a parent because it wasn't the right time for them we do I mean we do speak about this in the podcast but it isn't anything to do with anyone else and it isn't it isn't anyone's business and you don't need a reason and you don't need to justify it but I I just felt like I, I wanted to share some stories because I know some people still feel shame about it or just to be more open about it really because it is such a common thing so this is why I decided to do this podcast. If you obviously want to get in touch and discuss anything that we discuss, then please do. But yeah, I'll see you. Um, oh, and just trigger warning, this episode does, we do discuss um, sexual trauma and rape. So, you know, yeah, if you don't want to listen to it, then don't. But um, yeah, I'll see you in a bit. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Work. Work. Oh yeah, but it is nice to see you. How are you? I'm good, yeah. Um like I'm better than I was. I've been it's been a how long is it ago now? It's like about two years ago. I think it's gotta be about two years, yeah. Yeah, lots of changes, lots of kind of um shifts, uh work wise and yeah, we moved house and COVID and God it was all a lot, wasn't it? Are you still in France? Yeah. Yeah. So we we just moved. We were renting a flat and we bought a house. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, which is amazing. Um, we got a garden. We got a dog. Um, but yeah, just really kind of just it's a lot of work, you know, in the, the whole move. And then um, my parents lost. So basically my parents were living in a house that belonged to my um, granddad in London and when my granddad died, he left it to my uncle, All, left everything to my uncle. And my uncle always said to my dad, like, you know, I'll leave you the house and don't worry. So it's, so my parents have been living there for about 12 years. And then my uncle died of COVID um, and no one knew that he'd entered into a civil partnership. And so the house went to his partner who didn't respect the the agreement yeah so my parents like you know basically had to move out and uh, it got sold from under them and they're like in their 70s so yeah so it was fucking and you know and obviously inheritance for our family right it was like you know it was part of so it was a whole thing and so trying to navigate that in covid Oh my you god! <laughs> yeah. And from another country. I think that happens a lot more than people realise. Yeah. Mm. But that's awful, isn't it? That you would how could you turf out people in their seventies? I know, and and it's like, um, you know, they don't have any kids. There, there's no legacy. You know, I understand if they were protecting their legacy. You know, and they yeah. had a family unit, but they they weren't. You know, my my uncle they were just you know just the two of them and yeah and so and just the emotional impact for my dad who kind of not only didn't get left anything first time round from his dad and then to like be cut out by his brother it's just like so yeah it's been a lot and like being abroad and trying to manage all that and get them set up you know in a new space and yeah so yeah covid is just yeah but I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You look well. Oh, thanks. <laughs> How are you? I'm all, right. I'm all right. Yeah, just yeah. same old, isn't it? I was, I was talking. I'm just. I'm glad I'm sober. Yeah. <laughs> because I think the last few years would have just been an absolute disaster. 
And funnily enough, I did a podcast very early this morning as well with a friend of mine who is also sober. And he was kind mm. of telling me his story about... And, um, like, he used to be, live for the weekend, get out of his tree on Saturday night, recover by Wednesday, look forward again to the weekend. And he was saying about how now, because him and his partner's sober as well, he said, we're like the boring couple. And I was like, but when you think about doing that every weekend, don't you think that's boring? Like, mm. you get to live, don't you, and enjoy so much yeah. rather than just being completely numb to yeah. everything. And he was like, yeah, no, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, it's just to do the same shit over and over again when you when you get wrecked, basically. And yeah. I was talking to a client about that this morning of just, like, you know, doing drugs and just, like, just leaving the space and, you know, everyone's in the loo and, like, you're just, like sat there waiting you know and that's just that's as soon as that shift happens it's like that the focus on connections just not there it's just like and no one remembers anything anyway you know and it's yeah I think for me it was like I'm glad like now I can look back and be like you know we had fun and thank fuck I made it through because there was some definitely some dangerous moments but um but also yeah I was just I've done it enough that's what well, this guy he said because he said I'll stop taking drugs a lot like a long time ago and I was like oh why he said because I just had a really bad night he did nine and a half pills in one night <laughs> I was just oh, like God. I've never done more than one like I mean <laughs> yeah. one of my friends has done I think her record was about nine but I think that was over the space of like 24 hours where I think with him it was literally like he used to do three in one go at oh the start of it, I was just like, but he had like a bad experience and yeah. thought that he'd fucked himself forever. Because you know, some mm. people have a bad experience and then that's it, isn't it? They actually yeah. damage themselves. But luckily, when yeah. he didn't, but he was like, that was it. You know, he was only he was only in his early twenties as well. Mm-hmm. But mm. I was just, yeah. it's so, and I'm going to a festival tomorrow, which is. The last time I did drugs was at this festival and I went a few years ago. And that was the first time I'd done drugs since I'd had the babies. Mm. And I was a bit like, oh, maybe I could. Because I've not, I've stopped drinking because I don't want to drink anymore. But I was like, yeah. and I can't really imagine taking drugs when you're not drinking. But like, I could do a pill maybe. But then I thought, no, but I, no. <laughs> no, because it's just, I know that I'll have a lovely time without it and then I won't have to deal with the repercussions of it for the next few days because it always takes me a few days whatever I do to get over it and I was like it's quite nice going that I'm just gonna go yeah I did I did latitudes yeah I went to latitude three days yeah I mean like I did have the realization the first night when I lay down I was just like I don't think I've ever tried to get to sleep at a festival before. <laughs> it's really noisy. Like, I don't think, I think I might, well, like, A, didn't really sleep or just would lie down and pass out. So, like, yeah. the actual, like, lying there in my sleeping bag was like, shit, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to go to sleep. But um, other than that, yeah, it was great. And to be there with the kids and just to show them that you can have fun and listen to music and, like, you know, be in that space and not yeah. be pissed. Yeah. And there was just so many parents that were like, you could see that they were just split in two. And like, I get it. Like, if you want to go, 
just don't take the kids. Do you know what I mean? It was like either do one or the other because I could just see they were like they want to listen to music and then the kids are tired and everyone's get you know everyone's had a few drinks and everyone's just getting really kind of you know heightened and it's just it just doesn't sit well and you know and I just didn't really mind I was just like there for the kids and like what do you want to do and just sort of wondered I had no agenda of getting wrecked basically yeah it's we so. did camp festival and mm. I love, I always have the best time I absolutely love it but I, I've definitely noticed it's changed from when I first went it definitely there's a lot more going on in the, into the night whereas when I very mm. first went I think there was a silent disco and that was it do you know what I mean but now yeah. it's like it's but I think, I don't know whether that's because festivals stopped and it is just camp festival now. Someone was telling mm. me, I wasn't aware of that. But, and I suppose all the kids have grown up a bit, haven't they? Along with it. So, but, yeah. um, but I mean, it was great for me because I could enjoy that. Mm. But there were a lot more people who were out of it than there was previously. Never, mm. never that it felt inappropriate or dangerous or anything like that it was all lovely and everyone was lovely and having a great time but it just was a bit more like a normal festival rather than yeah you know kids focus yeah, yeah. so I, thought, I found that quite interesting but yeah. but it, yeah again it's I'm glad that I could just go and have a nice time and then when I had enough I was like me and my eldest daughter because my kids can stay up late some kids can't some kids have got to yeah. go to sleep but my kids will just they, they want to stay up so I think my youngest one had gone to bed with my friend and then Lola, who's 11, we were in the drum and bass bit just dancing and having a <laughs> great old time until I think it got to about 11 and I was a bit like, and then I, but then I get tired. It's like I've done yeah. 30 million steps today. <laughs> yeah. This isn't going to get, it, I think it gets to that point, doesn't it? And you know that it's not going to get any better. Yeah. And then when you've had starting to have the third or fourth same conversation with your mates, yeah. it's, do you know what I mean? It's like, do you know what? That's, I'm, I had enough. Yeah, now. I'm done. I've had, had, I've had my fill. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I like that. And then be yeah. able to get up the next day and go, oh, I did yoga. I did yeah. things. Well, that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's amazing. But, like, you know, and, and it was that sort of stuff. Like, my son was like, oh, you know, let's go and swim in the lake and stuff like that. And, and I know in the past, I just would have been too involved in. Like I would have been half pissed. I'd just be like, yeah. no, I'm going in the lake, whatever. And I was yeah. like, okay, then I didn't have any swim stuff. So I went in my pants and bra and I was just Brilliant. like, I like, literally don't give a shit, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, it was, it was cool. It was different. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I never, I thought festivals were completely off limits and that made me really sad in the past. Um, yeah. I just thought I'd never be able to do it, but I just had, I couldn't, go you know with my friendship groups has really changed and I I, I went with a sober friend like I couldn't have gone with like those people not because yeah. I'd be triggered to do stuff I just wouldn't have had fun yeah. it yeah, just yeah, would have yeah. been really like I just I can't I I get to like heightened like hyper vigilance I'm just like oh my god are you okay like stop oh, yeah. there's a child like oh I just yeah, don't like yeah, it yeah. you know it's just too much but you know and and also like I went to a wedding and everyone was getting wrecked last a couple of years ago and a friend of mine who hadn't smoked for like nine years like was like really pissed and was like oh I'm gonna smoke a cigarette and I just lost it because I work in it's like you know I work in addiction so I was just like no don't do it like no <laughs> kind of thing um and everyone was just like oh chill out Mandy so I was like yeah I don't think this is a, the best place for me you know I just yeah. see too much of 
the the wider picture of the impact you know yeah so but anyway oh well the reason I've asked you to come on today <laughs> is to talk about abortion. <laughs> I know, I just said that to my, my husband. I was like, I'm just going to go and talk about abortion for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your story? Um, so, yes. Yeah, so I think we, we talked, we were connected about this, didn't we? Because uh, kind of, and we were talking about this earlier, about the sort of frustration of, of having to explain, yes. you know, and having to to justify, like, that your situation was bad and, you know, and so you did it. And then people can kind of, then it, then it makes it okay yes. or palatable. And yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. want to kind of caveat that, like, I 100%, you know, would have an abortion tomorrow if I felt like that was the right choice for me you know yeah. even even if there was no chaos nothing to do with it um it's just it's just your choice like yeah. it's just if you don't want to have a baby just that that should be our right yes um my experience you know was a little bit more um traumatic I suppose you could say um I don't know if we talked about this before when I was on the podcast but I you know I trigger warning give people a moment that I am going to talk a little bit about sexual assault so if this is something that you can't listen to right now then you know please do just yeah take a breather from the conversation um but I I went traveling when I um left um before I went to uni so I was um like 18 um and I was traveling in Mexico and I um you know, I, I don't, I still don't know whether I was drugged or whether, or, or not. Um, but, you know, basically I got um, sexually assaulted quite violently by a group of men. They broke into the, the kind of little hut I was sleeping in and on the beach. Um, and at the time I didn't say anything to anyone. I, I just said to my mate that was there, like, I never want to talk about this ever again. And she kept that word, bless her, for about 10 years. Um, and from that moment on my kind of, we traveled around the world. Like, I don't remember much of anything. Like I was in, you know, I was completely disassociated. Um, and I didn't talk about it or kind of deal with that trauma until sort of 15, 20 years later. Um, and so that year was just really chaotic. Like when we got back from traveling, I was doing loads of drugs I was really kind of you know sleeping with men I had no respect for my yeah. myself for my body I thought that it was my fault because yeah. you know I'd been leery and and drunk and you know maybe I had annoyed these guys and that's why you know what happened happened so I took it all in you know loads of shame so basically I had loads of kind of different relationships and one night stands and um and I was um and it was the night, it was the bank holiday weekend before I went off to uni. Um, and I was, um, you know, I basically just like had a one night stand with a mate of mine. Um, didn't use protection because, you know, I was 18, 19 or whatever and didn't, 18, I guess, you know, was, there wasn't any, you know, we were yeah, wrecked. yeah. yeah. Um, 
and interestingly I, I I contributed to a book recently and um and I wish I had it with me but um the way that they wrote this part of my story was so unbelievably shaming because it was edited by someone else and it said something like I didn't take care of myself or use the appropriate protection to protect myself from from pregnancy or something and I I emailed them back and I was like um hang on a second like this is there was someone else in this situation you know the man was not at all mentioned and it was just like all on me and I was like you know there are two people that had sex you know we didn't you know yeah we, we made a choice we didn't use protection you know so anyway um and then it was the bank holiday afterwards, so nothing was open. So like I didn't go and get the morning after pill because I yeah. couldn't because it was like the day. And then I moved to Brighton and then it was like settling into halls of residency. So it, like I managed, I went and got like the morning after pill. I think it was like a day and a half later. Didn't think anything of it, like yeah. thought it was fine. Um, and, and then like didn't get my period started to panic a little bit um went back to stroud where i grew up and was kind of chatting with some mates and was just like mm, I haven't, you know and my friend was like oh, i've got a pregnancy test so took it and was like fuck you know f- like fuck and actually yeah. it was quite you know it was a good couple of months by that point as well um so I was like shit 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 like you know I never told my parents what happened to me in Mexico like I'd really disconnected all of my kind of support from them and then it was like oh shit I'm gonna have to tell my parents who were actually away visiting my my brother I was like you know god so I can't can I you know it's like can I sort this out on my own without having to tell anyone but I couldn't um and so I went to the doctor um and I, my parents, we were in a like hip, kind of Stroud's very hippie place. Um, I had a kind of alternative, it was like an alternative health center. So they would prescribe sort of homeopathy and, you know, plant medicine over kind of um, sort of traditional yeah. chemical medication if they could. Um, so I went in there uh, and I remember it so distinctly. I went in there and, and um my dad drove me which was super embarrassing and and then like I went in on my own and I sat down and I was like you know um you know I got myself into a situation you know I'm 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 pregnant and I need to have you know I need to have an abortion um and she just looked um well I'm really sorry I I don't agree with your decision and I can't um, I can't support you, so you'll have to um, you have to go to the hospital. You have to go elsewhere. What? Yeah. So I was like, holy fuck! Um, Are they allowed to do that? I guess if it's against their kind of, you know, she gave me so she was like, you know, you go here, you go to the, you know, the whatever it is, the clin, you know, clinic for, you know, whatever it is the women's health clinic or whatever at the hospital um but I can't support you um so I was like shit you know and I think this is why I guess why these conversations are important like because I was fucked in terms of trauma anyway like I was I mean obviously no one knew that right but I was like 
completely in a shame spiral about what had happened and I hated myself anyway and then like then that was kind of thrown at me um and that was it like I completely just the 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 last little bit of sort of self love or compassion I had for myself was just eradicated I was just like an utter piece of shit um and that's when my kind of drinking and my drug taking at that time really spiraled because I was just like I am like literally the worst you know my doctor thinks you know I'm a piece of shit um and I you know and I was like I'm I'm, you know I'm killing my baby I'm like the worst person you know and I because it hurt like I was I was not okay with the the situation but like I didn't I also knew that it was 100% the thing that I needed to do like I was nine you know I think I was 18 or 19 I guess 19 I just started university I was in my first term of university just like you know I wasn't with the guy like he had no interest where the fuck was he in this story right (laughs) he was actually in America like getting getting it on with another girl who he emailed me by sorry actually you know I met someone else you know as I do hands off (laughs) um yeah so that was that was that really and and then I you know I unfortunately by the time that came round, like I had to have you know proper medical intervention because it was quite late so I had to have um full anesthetic um and yeah it took me a really really long time to get over it um just because I had no self-esteem no self you know and I used to think about every year I used to think about it up until I had kids really I'd just be like um I'd think about you know the age that 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 baby would have been and stuff like that um and despite all of that it still 100% was the right choice like yeah yeah yeah. like without any shadow of a doubt like there wasn't and I think that's kind of important that people know it's like we not an either either right it's like you can hold both you can feel loss or sadness or um there was never a regret I never regretted it but I felt I had feelings about it because I always wanted to be a mum yeah you know and hormonally like it takes a lot out of you um and I don't think they provide enough aftercare um and actually the people when I went and I had you know you have to do that little like psychological test don't you around are you ready for it or or not I don't know I can't really remember yeah maybe it's because I was under like I was quite young yeah um but they were really nice but um yeah it was it was traumatic you know but um it was just another another layer really and bless my dad like you know because I obviously my parents never knew what was going on for me for a really long time and I remember my dad sort of taking me aside about three years ago or something and he was like you know I just want to say like I'm really sorry that I didn't talk to you more about your abortion at the time because I think it really impacted didn't you and I was just like oh yeah that was a little thing on top of all the other things and then I was like shit I really need to fill you in on my life you know so I did actually tell them what happened quite you know quite soon what, after was that, that the first time 
that you told yeah, I, them. Wow. Yeah, I actually told them that, um, it was about two, three, three years, two years ago, I think. Three, I can't remember, I'm shit with dates, but um, we were at the Club Soda Mindful Drinking Festival. It was the second time I spoke, I think. And I think trauma had come up in the conversation and my dad sort of started telling me st some stuff about his childhood, which I didn't know. And then I was like, oh, shit, like, this is the moment. And I had been working on it with my therapist for quite yeah. a long time. Like, how could I do it? Like, w you know, in a letter or tell them face to face. So I had a bit of a script. Yeah. Uh, but I think I was always really worried that it I was worried that they wouldn't react in the right way. And I was and I was more than I was worried that it would hurt them. Yeah. I just didn't want to cause them pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was all right in the end. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, so that's my um, my abortion story is kind of. Yeah. And I and. And I I've had a really difficult relationship with any sort of any holistic therapeutic help ever since really yeah, and it was really interesting <laughs> yeah it was really interesting because Kate and I we we wrote a second book which comes out in September and a lot of it is around kind of seasonal you know self-care and and looking at moon cycles and all of that stuff and it is really interesting and makes a lot of sense especially with the female cycles and but I had so much resistance anytime it touched on anything Melissa I was just like this yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah wow I can't I just yeah I can't believe that she said I don't agree with you I just I did I awful, wasn't aware that they could mm. because it, it would but that's the whole thing isn't it it's not anything to do with anyone else it's like I don't want to do this because that's it's such a massive thing to <sighs> have a child it's the biggest yeah. job you'll ever do isn't it and mm -mm. To not be able to choose whether you want to do that just because you got really unlucky mm. when you had sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like my friend who's going to, hopefully she's going to uh, talk about hers as well, is she was on the pill and mm. used condom. Yeah. And still got pregnant. It's just yeah. like she's the most fertile person in the world. You know, it's it's just... Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, like, I mean, I'd say the majority of my friends have had an abortion. Um, and, you know, for various different reasons. And some have had more than more than one. And yeah. also the, the impact on different women is very different. Yeah. Um, but, again, none of that, that negates the fact that it's 100% their choice and, and yeah. was the right decision for them at, at the time. Um and what you said about it you it being both like it, it's not an easy decision no. no matter how much you know it's the right thing to do mm. it's still a shitty thing because it's still yeah. that it's still that you're never a hundred percent sure are you do you know what I mean there's still that little niggle of what would have mm. happened or should I or you know so it's a real hard thing anyway so the last thing you need is added pressure from mm. other people who it doesn't affect yeah making you feel shit yeah and in I mean I did a post about it on you know on Instagram and you know I had a few people come back at me with quite some you know nasty stuff funnily enough all people in America um and 
yeah, it's it's so toxic that you know narrative around it, and it's just so emotive the whole thing, um, which is just really interesting because it's just it's my body. <laughs> And you know? it's your baby. Like that, yeah. that's, that's the biggest joke is in America they don't know they don't give a fuck about their citizens, do they? They don't as soon as you are born, yeah. you're on your own. So yeah. why do they why are they so intent on making women have babies that they don't want that yeah. no one's gonna look after? And that's the thing, it's like, you know, I was hugely you know traumatized my nervous system was you know I work in the space of trauma now like I understand you know attachment theory I understand you know secure attachment that kids need and and intergenerational trauma and how you know if I'm not okay as mom you know my kids are not gonna necessarily you know be okay and I need to do that rupture and repair for them you know all of that stuff it was like and I was a kid yeah, even when I had my I had my kids quite young, you know, I was 26 when I had my daughter. I thought I was old enough. I still don't think I was old enough at that time. Like yeah. I was not. I made some really bad choices at that point, you know. And it's like, yeah, there's kids that just are growing up in such chaotic situations. Um, and yeah, as you say, if you don't have a healthcare system that supports people, yeah. then what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, yeah actually, you know, who pays for these babies then? Yeah. Are they giving people money to have the babies? Because it costs a lot of money to have a baby. Yeah. I was, um, yeah, reading something about childcare costs, you know, and just how disproportionate they are. And, and even that it just doesn't even make sense in terms of the amount of holiday that people get you know it's like something like yeah. kids get 13 weeks holiday and average uk parents get four or yeah. something yeah. And it's just like um yeah it doesn't and it's worse in it america make... they don't even yeah. get maternity leave do they really yeah. it's absolutely and you know crazy. and i i mean i my abortion when it you know the it would be illegal even before like it's illegal in a lot of countries to have an intervention at that point like you know and so there was a whole element of of that you know kind of developmentally with the kind of the fetus or whatever the ball of cells you know but again it's like it was still the right choice yeah. you know it's just it's and um and it was my choice and yeah. um yeah it's you know and i well thank you for you know allowing me to tell my story and no, and having this conversation sharing. this conversation because you know it it i think it was yeah there's a lot of shame there's still lot, yeah 100%. there's a lot of women i know that don't talk about it or still feel so bad about what they did and it's like not only are we dealing with our own emotional hormonal because that's the whole thing like our body was shifting at that time yeah. into a different hormonal space that 
narrative within us of like self-shaming and you know not not feeling good about ourselves and having to wrangle with that decision but the whole fucking worldwide narrative to deal with at the same time um I, I had an abortion late in life like I was it was five years ago it was five years ago around this time I think actually mm. because I'd been split up from my ex for two years and it was the I met someone and had sex and we had sex again about a week after and I got pregnant so I was mm. like I've not had sex for two years <laughs> and the second time I have sex I get pregnant and it wasn't I shouldn't have got pregnant like it was very 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 unlucky Mm. but so when I got pregnant with my second daughter I remember standing in the shower and the sickness came I was really sick with my first I was even worse with my second Mm. I then got pregnant again but miscarried it I think I was 10 weeks or 12 weeks Mm. when I miscarried but I was so ill and I remember when I was when I was pregnant the second time I remember thinking, I can understand, because some people have abortions because they're so sick, don't they? Yeah. They can't handle it. We, and I, could, I was thinking, I mean, I wouldn't have chosen, because I wanted to have Juno, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to have to get through it. But I thought, I can understand how some people are like, do you know what, mm-hmm. I can't do this. So when I got pregnant this fourth time, I knew straight away, because I started feeling sick straight away. But I went... So when you said about when you went to the hospital, it reminded me actually. So I looked because I was like, fuck, I was like, I can't. I mean, I couldn't, there was no way in the world I was keeping it. I didn't want any more kids. I literally, the guy that I was seeing, it wasn't going anywhere. It, this just wasn't what I wanted. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but I went, I made an appointment and went to the hospital and I went to the wrong place because the information on the website was wrong basically mm. and I got there and I was like looking around and I asked someone he was like no that clinic's been shut for about two years they hadn't updated the website but yeah. I was like I've got an appointment and I was thinking I can't miss my appointment because I need to book this abortion because I need to get rid mm-hmm. of this thing that's making me so sick but luckily the new clinic wasn't too far away so I went there but and they I don't like when you said about having the the talk I mean I, I, obviously they asked me questions but I didn't feel like I was being interrogated or I didn't feel... I don't mm. know whether it's just because I'm obviously I'm older, I've got children. And, yes. you know, I don't know whether they felt like they didn't need to say that to me or whether they didn't, I just can't remember. But anyway, yeah. I had a scan and she just said, look, we can't see anything. We can't give you the tablets until we can actually see something. You're going to have to wait. And I was like, I can't wait because I'm so sick. I can't look after the kids I have got. Like, mm. I need, I need to be, she said, we can't, she said, you have to wait. I can't remember now, because this was very, I was probably two weeks pregnant. Like, mm. it was very early on. And I think I had to wait till four or six weeks. But I basically spent that time on the settee, just feeling sick the whole time. I was really, really not well. Um, but I, I got booked in for however lot later it was. And my mum took me. Mm. <laughs> And I was a bit like, oh, but I, I mean, I had to tell them because they had to come and help me look after the kids. I don't know if yeah. she told my dad actually, but she knew. But oh, I mean, it was it was fine. Like I'd got the pill, and then I think I had to take another pill twelve hours later or something. I can't. Yeah, remember. I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
But I was really all right. Like, I wasn't... I don't... Because I think they said it's going to be very painful, but it wasn't really that mm. painful. And I don't remember... I bled a lot more when I had the miscarriage, mm. I think, than when I had this... A miscarriage, essentially, I guess. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but I knew that it, it had worked because I stopped feeling sick. Like, I knew when I lost the baby. Because I went to the toilet. Because I, I had some... I went to the toilet and I felt something... Mm. and I stopped feeling shit and I was like oh and I went to the hospital and then they scanned me and they were like oh yeah there's you know you've had a miscarriage mm. kind of thing but um but yeah I knew that the abortion had worked because I stopped feeling shit pretty uh, unbelievable you know, yeah because yeah, just that change in the hormones but but I I don't think I told I mean I told my closest friends I mean it's not like you're going to walk around and just say oh hi yeah how are you yeah great I just had an abortion you know <laughs> it's not like you want to advertise it but I remember I think it was um a girl that I follow on Instagram is it Jamila Jamila I'm so bad with names she's quite outspoken about weight and beauty yeah. she's Jamila actress. Gavin yes Jamila yeah and um and she and she kind of said this was a while ago now, but it was like, women don't need to justify. You don't need to have an abortion because your life's in danger. or you're Mila being... Jamil, that's it. Yes, yeah. Um, or you've been raped or anything. You're just, you just don't want to have a baby. And I was like, yeah, like I don't need to. I yeah. just didn't want to have another kid. I'm like, I'm not emotionally, I, did, I couldn't deal with that. I was still dealing with yeah. loads of shit from the fallout of my previous relationship. I didn't want to put that on my kids. We didn't want to have another kid. I wasn't, wasn't the father wasn't going to be around. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in a place where I'm kind of starting to get on with my life now. Mm. Having a whole new person to look after. I was like, I don't want that. But yeah. Just... And I think that that is the, the diff, you know, like trying to sort of understand it from an exterior point of view or, patriarchal point of view or you know there there is that element of control right it's like it's the one thing that that cannot be controlled other than by a woman unless you put in these these laws and etc because essentially there's and you know and I I do know we were talking about before isn't it that you know for men it can be impactful and that needs to be recognized I mean, I remember when I, I thought I was pregnant after I'd had my two kids and I said to my husband, I said, I'm not having, an, I'm not having another kid. Yeah. And he was quite taken aback and was just like, oh, like, you know, sort of because it's different when you're in, you know, a loving partnership, right? And that, that you've already had <laughs> the yeah. fruits of your labor. Um, but again, it was, you know, but... I would have fought for my choice. Like, yeah. I can't have a baby that you don't want on the base. But it's complex. It's yeah. complex because there's two people involved. Yeah. Um, but, and again, it's just like, and that's why we need to sort of just, it, rather than it going to extremes of being more morally loaded, it needs to be less and just normalised as a kind of... Yeah. A basic human right of just like I'm not I'm not just a container to create yeah. life yeah I'm a human being yeah and it's um, it's your body and you're the one that's gonna have to 
do everything and it's going to affect you and mm. pregnancy really fucks you up like they don't yeah. tell you do they all oh. these things that go wrong or break mm. and fall off you know it's like until you've <laughs> yeah. actually and then like, oh yeah that happened to me when i was pregnant it's like why the fuck didn't anyone tell yeah. me like it can be really awfully yeah. bad and when you die yeah giving birth don't they it's like if you don't have to put yourself through that unless you choose to yeah. become a mother just yeah. because you got pregnant, well, shit happens, yeah. doesn't it? It's not. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Oh, my for pleasure. Sharing. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's because I got a son, so it's interesting because he's growing up in quite a. He feels very affected by kind of toxic feminism, essentially. Yeah. You know, so he's got a lot of like feelings around, you know things that he sees that you know where it's like who runs the world girls and he's like that's not nice you know what about me kind of you know so yeah, he yeah all of that you know girls club all of that sort of stuff um and so we try to have a lot of talks around um the, the wider implications and like he understands in terms of you know trans rights and and racism and stuff like that but he just gets stuck on this this bit um and um and something he often throws back is like yeah but i can't have a baby and that's one of his like yeah but you get to have a baby so well and it's interesting right it's interesting that it can feel like that to them of just like but i I don't get to do that one thing but do you think that's maybe why we've always been oppressed because men have never got over the fact that actually we can yeah. do that and they can't yeah you know and it's something that they can't control yeah. um and you know and what is scary at the at the moment is there are these fucking you know horrendous misogynistic cunts yeah. <laughs> sharing stuff on tiktok and stuff like that and it's feeding into that yeah and that's kind of i think i do think kind of modern feminism and needs to be conscious of the way that it is impacting that stuff yeah on young boys because it's like look you know so i have to keep saying it's like it's not that girls think that they should be better it's about being equal but what he sees is like oh yeah girls are great you know girls do this girls do that you know there's all these t-shirts in like shops about you know um all this sort of positivity and he's just like what about me you know and he's a very sensitive boy so it's like he's you know such a target to be like brainwashed into some incel fucking stuff so it's interesting isn't it and then they've got all that the porn stuff that's going on you know for boys it's just like how old is he 14 Mm. good luck I'm not looking forward to teenage years, but it's uh, hard. Whatever you've got is hard. Yeah, it? Matilda, it's my daughter, she's win. she's she's nearly sixteen. So, um, and her, it's all around. Yeah, she's quite. She's she's a bit bigger, um, and I think it's partly protection. Yeah. Um, and she's very like woke and like you know. Um, but she has a lot of, 
yeah they're just they're just growing up in a world that is so full of noise yeah and opinions and yeah. <sighs> yeah how old are your girls now eight and eleven eight and eleven yeah yeah so no the eldest one corrects me on my terminology a lot i think yeah. i'm really liberal and then i'll say something she'll be like mum you can't say that and i'm just like oh, fucking hell yeah yeah all right all right, go. all right it's lovely yeah. seeing you i'll talk to you soon take care bye 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 So yes, that was a lovely Mandy. As I said, if you want to get in touch about anything that we discussed, please do. If you want to share your story, please do. Get in touch with me. I'd love to talk to you. I I feel very strongly about women's rights and women's health. And as we said, you know, it really you don't need to justify your reasons for not carrying on with a pregnancy if you don't want to. That unfortunately the danger that so many women are facing a high disgust when I was really sick like pregnancy can make you really sick you know if, if you don't want to do it and then raise a human being that's okay <laughs> it's okay if you just don't want to raise a human being it's really hard work having kids they drive you mad <laughs> I mean they're lovely don't get me wrong but you know it's it, it's your choice because it's your body and your baby and it's not anything to do with anyone else and that that's the end of it but yeah I hope you enjoyed that. I've got, I've got something out of it. If you want to get in touch to have a go at me or shame me or Mandy for what we have been through, please do. I'd love to <laughs> talk to you because <laughs> um, I have a lot of questions for you. But yeah, anyway, big love to you all. Stay safe, stay sane. Um, please subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast. I have some very good episodes coming up. I've done some very good episodes. It's just Work. a good podcast, really, so get involved. Anyway, big love to you Work. all, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.